0: Massive warm welcome to you. Massive warm welcome. My name is Chris. I'm your host. Welcome to Making Disciples. It's great to have you with us on the podcast today, journeying with us through the Sermon on the Mount. This is a discipleship podcast where we explore what it means to follow Jesus in the everyday. And uh, we've been walking through the Sermon on the Mount, you know, as a bit of a blueprint of, you know, if we follow Jesus, what does Jesus have to say and how does this change our lives? And today we get to Matthew chapter six, verses five, uh, through really to, um, I'm to say verse 13 of uh, the Lord's Prayer. It's a whole collection of um, really interesting statements about, about prayer, about the kingdom, about God, Um, So that's what we're going to be jumping in today, because I like to describe the Lord's Prayer not as the Lord's Prayer, but as the Lord's Manifesto. Because what Jesus is doing in the Lord's Prayer is setting out almost like a revolutionary message, uh, a manifesto that's rediscovering kingdom on earth. What it looks like for the kingdom to come on on planet Earth. So that's what we're going to be exploring today. Is this this Lord's Prayer? I'll read it to us in a minute. If you've not been listening to the series, I'd love you to to listen to the whole series on the Sermon on the Mount because. What Jesus is doing on the sermon is setting out for us an alternative way of viewing the world, an alternative way of, of navigating the world, uh, seeing ourselves in it. Uh, and this is how the world works, he often says, but this is how kingdom works. This is how people want you to think, but this is how kingdom wants you to think. Uh, and uh, the Lord's Prayer is, is no different to any of that. He's setting out some alternative principles to life. And the prayer is a way of us almost um, causing them to manifest in us as we get shaped by the prayer. It's not just a prayer that we are to speak, to disconnect from, it's a prayer that we are to meditate on and be transformed by. So that's what we're gonna be looking at today. It's really lovely to to have you with me. Um, yeah, if you know anybody that you think this podcast would benefit, Let them hear it. Like tell them about it. There's there's no point keeping it to yourself. Uh, Let others know that it is here, uh, and that they too can listen in. I I recently had um, a a member of our congregation who's never listened to the podcast, doesn't even know what a podcast is. Said, "Chris, what what is this all about? This podcast? What is this pod pod thing? This pod pod thing?" Uh, So I ended up showing them, and uh, they've been listening. You know, they've been listening while doing their washing up and. I'm really excited you know it doesn't matter what age you are Jesus wants to speak into our lives. So do let people know it's here. So let's jump in as we explore uh, Matthew chapter 6 and the Lord's Prayer. Why don't I begin by reading to us uh, this whole section from, from Matthew. So Jesus now turns to prayer He's been talking about need, being needy, helping the needy. He's been talking about loving your enemies, eye for an eye, oaths, divorce, adultery, murder, on, on. And now he gets to prayer. And when you, say, when you pray, do not like, be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they've received their reward in full. When you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you when you pray do not keep on babbling on like the pagans for they think that uh, they will be heard because of their many words do not be like them if your father knows what you need before you even ask him this then is how you should pray our father in heaven hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us a day, our daily bread, and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. There we go. So, rediscovering the revolutionary message of Jesus' prayer, Jesus' manifesto. So I want you to imagine that what Jesus is teaching us here, the first whole thing is about praying in secret, like stop performing, stop performing, stop performing, stop performing. That's what he said in the previous section about giving. When you give, don't perform. In the same way, when you pray, stop performing. Stop being something you're not. Stop trying to be something in public. So people go, wow, aren't they amazing? Prayer is something for you and your Dad, you and your father, and Jesus is introducing us to another way of seeing the world through prayer. You see, friends, for Jesus, another world was possible. He knew in the midst of this world, there is another one. For Jesus, this new world wasn't somewhere else, but it was right here, right now, in the midst of us. That in and amongst daily life there was another realm the kingdom of God the rule and reign of King Jesus and riddled into our society there is kingdom God is at work and what Jesus is doing in the Lord's Prayer is inviting us to see that another world is possible in the midst of this one that even though we think this world functions in one way, kingdom comes in contrast to that world. And friends, the Lord's Prayer is a new Christian manifesto. Um, We're praying what God wants us to aspire to. What we're praying is this is what Jesus wants for us in our lives, and he's inviting us to pray into reality. Because when we pray it, it's going to be more possible in us. It's a prayer pledging allegiance to the kingdom of God and not the kingdoms or cultures of this world. See, it's far too easy for our primary commitment to be to our culture, to our nation, or to our ethnic group. But Jesus is reminding us that we have a commitment to another kingdom. And I think this is really important for some of us where our allegiance is to our nation, it's to our tribe, it's to our people it's to where we put our feet on the soil jesus in the lord's prayer is inviting us to recognize that there is another kingdom that we are actually committed to and this kingdom is bigger and more important than the kingdoms of this world merry this john 18:36 so jesus says my kingdom is not of this world if it were my servants would fight to prevent my uh, arrest by the jews but now my kingdom is from another place my kingdom is from another place christians really have to get our heads through this you cannot pledge allegiance to your nationality and pledge your allegiance to the kingdom in the same way you can be proud of your nation you can want the best for your nation, best for the choices for the people of your nation, but when push comes down to shove, the kingdom is his and nothing else. Our primary commitment has to be to Jesus and his culture, not the cultures, the nations or the ethnic groups around us. Our Father in heaven hallowed be your name, your kingdom come on earth, be done. I think this was just as challenging as for Jesus and the people around as it is today. For a people that their nation was so caught up with who they are, the the, uh, the, the, Isra- the people of Israel, the Hebrew people, this, the, this Israel identity was so important to them that Jesus's Lord's Prayer about the kingdom coming on earth not the kingdom of Israel, but the kingdom of God, I think the challenge to us is huge. You know, we have this thing about being British, the British Empire, the British. Or, you know, friends of mine who are American, it's very much about pledging allegiance to America and the nation. America first, Jesus second. You could say Britain first, Jesus second. The Lord's Prayer does not allow us into that it is about the kingdom of God coming on earth, and the kingdom is not Britain, and the kingdom is not Europe, and the kingdom is not America. The kingdom is the kingdom, it belongs to the king and to no one else. So we often make the Lord's Prayer a prayer of uh, resignation. We pray, uh, Lord, may your will be done, with an attitude of what God's gonna do God's gonna do whatever God's gonna do is gonna do it so may your kingdom come Lord like whatever you're gonna do may may it happen uh, and therefore we think well we better get behind him or we'll be left behind we often think our thoughts uh, are no uh, no longer matter uh, and it's about God's will and only God's will but actually the Lord's prayer is inviting us to partake in God's work it's not about a resignation to what is there and what God is gonna do, it's actually an invitation into what God is doing. And Tom Wright, I love how Tom Wright talks about the Lord's Prayer. Love Tom Wright. He says this talking about the Lord's Prayer. This is a risky, crazy prayer of submission and commission. Or if you like it, a prayer of subversion and conversion. It is our way of signing on in our turn for the work of the kingdom. It is the way we take the medicine ourselves so that we may well be strong enough to administrate it to others. It is the way we retune our instruments to God's opera for the world to sing. So the Lord's Prayer is about us tuning ourselves into what God is doing and not just going, well, God's going to do what God's going to do, so I might as well just kind of sit back. The Lord's Prayer is about us submitting to the kingdom and the way of the kingdom and the behaviour of the kingdom. So, 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 so. Right, a bit of Jewishness for a minute, a bit of culture stuff for you first before we go any further so where does jesus get the lord's prayer from did he sit there and go oh i've got a bright idea uh, i'm gonna come up with a prayer and uh and this is how it's gonna go no jesus doesn't do that he takes the prayer and he it's a jewish prayer and he works with it to become his prayer so there's a prayer called the kaddish and it's the griever's prayer And Jesus opens up the Lord's Prayer with the lines of the Kaddish. So the prayer that was used at the funeral service is the opener that Jesus uses for the prayer of submission to the kingdom of God. It's almost like Jesus is saying, like at a funeral service, you pray to God uh, in grief for what God could do in this situation. And now you find yourself grieving the mess of this world And therefore, we're going to pray the grievous prayer over the created order. It's like everything that's breaking your heart is already breaking God's heart. And in your grief, allow God to come and minister. Uh, The way the world now is malfunctioning, invite him to come and minister. I love this. So what he has done is he shortened the requests found in the Aramaic version called the Kaddish. Uh, which comes from a a well-known prayer of, of the time. And it was also a prayer that was used at the closing of synagogue services. And let me just read it to you. It says this, Exalted and hallowed be his great name in the world which he created according to his will. May he let his kingdom rule. In your lifetime and in your days, and in your in your lifetime and in your days and in the lifetime of the whole house of Israel speedy and soon amen may he let his kingdom rule in your lifetime and in your days in the lifetime of the whole house of Israel so he's taking this prayer exalted and hallowed be his great name the world which he created according to his will he's taking this prayer and he's kind of riffing off it a prayer of grief now becomes a prayer that we pray daily so your kingdom come let's just walk through some of these lines your kingdom come your kingdom come on earth as in heaven when we pray this our prayer is about earth clay dust dirt it's about the earth it's about the ground it's about the soil it's not about some distant other place let your kingdom come on earth it's about god's kingdom colliding with the dust and dirt of this place sometimes people think that earth is bad heaven is good friends that's a very greek way of thinking um the Jewish way of thinking is that everything the Lord has made is a part of his created beauty and order. And that where there's dust and dirt and hurt and tears, it's still sacred and God is going to come intertwine yet again with it. Friends, our citizenship is in heaven, but this heaven is coming to earth. Sometimes we think it's about us going somewhere else, and Jesus really draws this out in the Gospels. It's about going, uh, the kingdom coming here, not us going to the kingdom. So our citizenship is in heaven, but this heaven is coming to earth. So we have a question then, don't we? What does it look like when the kingdom comes? Uh, on earth as it is in heaven Jesus said what does it look like when the kingdom comes so the kingdom this phrase the kingdom or you could translate it as God's will or God's realm of rule and reign if he's the king the place that he rules is his kingdom Um, so the kingdom or God's will will come on earth as it is in heaven what does what does this mean for earth well when there is daily bread for everyone then the kingdom will be here when there's daily bread for everyone the kingdom will be here when the practice of forgiveness routinely breaks the cycle of retribution then the kingdom will be here when the practice of forgiveness routinely breaks the cycle of retribution Then the kingdom will be here when people faithfully do what is right because evil no longer makes sense then the kingdom will be here what does the kingdom look like it's people with food in their bellies forgiveness in their hearts living faithfully for him that is kingdom so the Lord's Prayer is a submission to another world, another kingdom, or you could say another power. It's a prayer that doesn't just point us to God, but it points at God's will towards us. It's like we are orientating ourselves towards him. And in this prayer, he's orientating himself towards us, showing us that we can be the answer to our prayers. It's a prayer that, that just uh, gets us to Uh, first gets us to submit to him. It's a prayer that first invites us to submit to him and then be people who, who submit to others and serve others and feed others. It's a prayer of submission to his kingdom. It's a prayer of kingdom intensity and revolutionary subordination. In the way the world says work harder, The Lord's Prayer says, may you give us our daily bread. In a world that says, take out the fist, Jesus says, let's forgive others as we too are being forgiven. It's flipping all of the world upside down and turning it round and straightening it all out. So essentially the Lord's Prayer is a prayer of revolution. Where the kingdom of this world is, may your kingdom come. May The the way the world works, may your kingdom come and bring a new way of working. That's what the Lord's Prayer is all about. It's like a revolutionary moment of declaring with our lips uh, a new way of living. In the passage it says, give us today our daily bread. Well, what is this daily bread? Exodus 16 verse 5 and 22 tells us that God was blessing his people whilst they were in the wilderness. He was giving them, giving them this bread from heaven. Uh, they called it manna. And it was it was bread that had literally come down from heaven and it was now on the ground. The word manna actually uh, translates into the English as like, what is it? It's like they came out of their tent and saw this stuff on the floor and went, what is it? That's what it was called. What is it? Just this confusion. This bread from heaven was a gift. God daily gave this gift to his people. The one who prays this prayer affirms that all bread comes as a gift. It's not a right and we have not created it. Such gifts are entrusted to us from him. All material possessions are on loan to us and God has created this matter for himself to bless us, give us today our daily bread, tells us that it's him that provides, not us. And actually, uh, one of the words here uh, can actually be translated as a lasting, uh, never-ending, perpetual give us today the bread that never runs out. Give us today the bread that never runs out. We live in fear, don't we, of not having enough? We have this thing inside of us, this panic of not having, uh, having enough. What happens if the fridge is empty? So we work more, we stress more, we try to build our, our own supports and empires. And Jesus teaches us to pray for a release from those fears. To pray for daily bread without ceasing is to pray for the deliverance from this continual angst of not having enough. So the Lord's Prayer, give us today our daily bread," tells us that it's not us. It's Him. He's the one who gives us. He's the one that provides. The Lord's Prayer has got this beautiful moment anyway where we go, Oh, yeah. And I kept thinking it was about me again. Me working harder. Me providing more. It's about Him and His provision. Jesus doesn't create rules around standing and kneeling and being loud or quiet using an orthodox prayer position or a non-orthodox prayer position. He simply creates a prayer manifesto that makes us realise that he is in charge, not us. It's about his kingdom drawing near rather than us getting near to him so we don't pray so god will do something for us we pray so that god will do something to us we don't pray to pass responsibility onto an invisible other we pray for the stuff that will get us off our knees and cause us to roll up our sleeves the lost prayer is not a protective charm it's not about magic or voodoo or, or spiritual mapping or somehow willing things into existence. It's about naming the concrete goodness of God, discovering a gift of faith uh, for that goodness and then bringing that goodness into reality by the sheer desire to see God work it through in us. The Lord's prayer is the Lord's manifesto of what kingdom looks like on earth that we are in charge that it's him who's in charge that it's his kingdom coming and it's his provision in our lives that means we will get on through and the Lord's prayer is based off this prayer of grief from the funeral service in all the ways you are grieving the brokenness of earth pray kingdom come on earth be done would the one who created all be the one who comes and bes all to us? That's what the Lord's Prayer is all about. It's not about you getting more. It's about us realising he's in charge. It's his kingdom. It's not about making grabs for anything and not demanding anything from him. It's about, yes, God, you are in charge. This is yours. It's all yours. The kingdom is yours. The earth is it all is yours and you're going to draw near to it and you're going to draw near to me and you're the god who provides you provide food and you provide forgiveness and therefore that's what i will too be like as i too play my part in your kingdom work i pray that that exploration of the lord's prayer is helpful and encouraging for you friends until next time grace and peace and i'd love to just say hey Tom Wright writes a lot about the Lord's Prayer in a book called Prayer. a book called The Lord's Prayer. You might want to check it out. It's a really good book. Until next time, grace and peace, and we'll catch up soon.